third day of the month. The Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory. The glory is of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John 1, verse 14. Christ is the image of the invisible God, and Him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. Colossians 1, verse 15. In Jesus, we find the clearest and most complete glimpse of the eternal God that we mortals are capable of experiencing. The church has always insisted that Jesus is far more than simply another good teacher of morals who ran afoul of conventional ideas and beliefs. Jesus is nothing less than God among us in human form. In Jesus, we see the extent to which God will go to proclaim reconciliation and to demonstrate a drastic reordering of life. This is what it means to say that Christ died and rose for us. Consider your response to God's work in Christ Jesus. Suppose Jesus had never lived. How would your ways of understanding God be different? How would your motivation for doing good be different? To what extent does gratitude for the gift of Christ in our midst fill you with joy? Opening Prayer Jesus, Savior and Sovereign, for our sakes you dwell among us in humility and patience, that we might know more fully on earth the ways of heaven. Willingly you allowed yourself to be given over to death at our hands. Triumphantly you conquered death for us and made us your friends rather than the slaves of sin. Drive from our hearts all ingratitude, all apathy or carelessness in following you. Into our hearts thus emptied, pour the fullness of your faithful witness that the world may behold in us some small sign of that eternal love which you have and hold within the Trinity and share most graciously with all who seek you. Amen. Psalm 89, verses 1 through 8. I will sing of the loving devotions of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, loving devotion is built up forever. In the heavens you establish your faithfulness. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build up your throne for all generations. The heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness as well, in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can compare with the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord? In the council of the holy ones, God is greatly feared and awesome above all who surround him. O Lord, God of hosts, who is like you? O mighty Lord, your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule the raging sea. When its waves mount up, you still them. From the book of Judges, chapter 4, verses 4 through 23. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Labbath, was judging Israel at the time. She used to sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the sons of Israel came up to her for judgment. Now she sent and summoned Barak, the son of Ebenom, from Kadesh Naphtali, and said to him, Behold, the Lord, the God of Israel, has commanded, Go and march to Mount Tabor, and take with you ten thousand men from the sons of Naphtali and from the sons of Zebulun. I will draw out to you Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and as many troops to the river Kishon, and I will give him into your hand. 
Then Barak said to her, If you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. She said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the honor shall not be yours on the journey that you are about to take, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hands of a woman. Then Deborah rose and went with Barak to Kadesh. Barak called Zebulun and Naphtali together to Kadesh, and ten thousand men went up with him. Deborah also went up with him. Now Heber the Kenite had separated himself from the Kenites, the sons of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, and had pitched his tent as far away as the oak in Zahanim, which is near Kadesh. Then they told Sisera that Barak, the son of Abinom, had gone up to Mount Tabor. Sisera called together all his chariots, nine hundred iron chariots, and all the people who were with him, from Ashereth Hagam to the river Kishon. Deborah said to Barak, Arise, for this is the day in which the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Behold, the Lord has gone out before you. So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with ten thousand men following him. The Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and all his army with the edge of the sword before Barak. And Sisera alighted from his chariot and fled away on foot. But Barak pursued the chariots and the army as far as Harashketh Haguim, and all the Emias Sisera fell on the edge of the sword. Not even one was left. Now Sisera fled away on foot to the temp of Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite, and there was peace between Jabin, the king of Hazar, and the house of Heber, the Kenite. Jael went out to meet him, and Sisera, and said to him, Turn aside, my master, turn aside to me, do not be afraid. And he turned aside to her into the tent, and she covered him with a rogue. He said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. She opened a bottle of milk and gave him a drink, and she covered him. He said to her, Stand in the doorway of the tent, and it shall be if anyone comes and inquires you and says, Is anyone there? That you shall say no. But Jael, Haber's wife, took a tent peg and seized a hammer in hand and went secret to him and drove the peg into his temple, and it went through into the ground, for he was sound asleep and exhausted. So he died. And behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said to him, Come, and I will show you the man whom you are seeking. And he entered with her, and behold, Sisera was lying dead with the tent peg in his temple. So God subdued on that day Jabin, the king of Canaan, before the sons of Israel. The hand of the sons of Israel pressed heavier and heavier upon Jabin, the king of Canaan, until they had destroyed Jabin, the king of Canaan. For the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 15 through 26. At this time, Peter stood up in the midst of the brethren. A gathering about 120 persons were there together. And he said, Brethren, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit foretold by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who were arresting Jesus. For he was counted among us and received his share in this ministry. Now this man acquired a field with the price of his wickedness and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle and all his intestines gushed out. It became known to all who were living in Jerusalem, so that in their own language that field was called Hakeldah, which is field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his homestead be made desolate, and no one dwell in it, and let another man take his office. Therefore it is necessary that other men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning with the baptism of John until the day that he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they put forward two men, Joseph called Barabbas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, 
who know the hearts of all men, show which one of these two you have chosen to occupy this ministry and apostleship with which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they drew lots for them, and the lot fell to Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. From the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 27, verses 55 through 66. Many women were there looking on from a distance, who had followed Jesus from Galilee while ministering to him. Among them was Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him, and Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock, and rolled a large stone against the entrance of the tomb and went away. And Mary Magdalene was there and the other Mary sitting opposite the grave. Now on the next day, the day after the preparation, the chief priest and the Pharisees gathered together with Pilate and said, Sir, we remember that when he was still alive, that deceiver said, After three days I am to rise again. Therefore give orders for the grave to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may come and steal him away and say to the people, He is risen from the dead, and the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard, go, make it as secure as you know how. And they went and made the grave secure, and along with the guard they set a seal on the stone. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thursday's Prayer God, your glory calls your people to adoration daily. Guide and inspire all who plan and who will take leadership in the worship of our congregation when again we gather in prayer on the Lord's Day. To musicians, lectors, preachers, and all others, give a full measure of your Holy Spirit, that they may glorify not themselves but you. Prepare my heart and the hearts of all your people to receive their ministries with joy and gratitude to you, and extravagant generosity toward others. This we pray through Christ, the risen one. Amen. From the Methodist Handbook of Prayer, 2022, written by Eileen Fox, a local preacher in Central Norfolk Circuit. The greatest commandment is to love one another as you love us. Loving God, we speak of love, yet sometimes find it hard to show this love to others in our communities. Help us, Lord, to reach out to other people suffering from a lack of love, those who are hurting and hiding away, people with so many needs that we often fail to see them because we are so busy. You love me, Lord, yet I do not always show this love to others. I ask for help in seeing this need so that I can offer love and friendship as you offer it to me in happy and sad times. Amen. full version of the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, taking as he did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will that I may be reasonably happy in this life, 
and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen.